0: This is the Dancepreneuring Studio Podcast session number 138. Back to the Best of Dancepreneuring, part 4. Hello and welcome to session number 138 of the Dancepreneuring Studio Podcast. I'm Annette Bone and the Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. I get the joy and the privilege of sharing my journey back into the dance world after a long time away from it. The lessons I've learned, the transformation I've experienced, and the wonderful artists I've met along the way who also share their stories, their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and business forward. So we're going back to the best of dancepreneuring part four and sharing these stories, these ideas, lots of great stuff to educate and to inspire you. Thank you for joining me.
1: Hey, this is Donna Aragante, the Essence News and host of Brand Essence TV. And you're listening to another session of the Dance Preneurine Studio with my friend Annette Bone.
2: Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation.
0: This past week, I've had some interesting, insightful, inspirational, and provocative conversations that made this session the icing on the cake as I've gone through these conversations, these interviews that I've done with these past guests. And so it's been a great week. I've had a lot of things to digest and to think about. And I hope that you listen to these and can learn from these and I also hope that if you haven't listened to part one, part two, part three, that you'd go back and listen to those as well as the other interviews. I think you'll get a lot out of them. So let's get started with the amazing Arnel Calvario, who immediately lights up a room wherever he goes and just exudes positivity. I just so appreciate that about him. And I love what he says here. Take a listen.
3: I think everyone's journey is extraordinary and Um, we excel and succeed when we truly are are, our authentic self. Um, I think when we try to fit into a box that's expected of us, um, we're only a shell of who we are and we're never, we're not as, we're not happy physically or emotionally. Um, it's when we embrace exactly who we are and we think outside of the box and be okay with that. Um, and actually like really thrive. That's when we begin to thrive, not just survive.
0: C.J. Edwards is one of those guys who just oozes groove. If you get a chance to take his class, you must do it. Listen to what he shares about the things that he's learned during his dance career.
2: The biggest thing I've learned is to be, be true to who I am, be patient, um, appreciate and support all forms and types of dance, even if I don't understand it, because um, that just helps myself grow. Um, study the greats, study, be a dancer and not a style. I think that would probably be the biggest lesson as well. A lot of people get stuck in just one genre or one style of dance, but dance is so universal and music is so universal that there's so many that I pull from that I learned like I love classical music and jazz music and um, house music and I I just I love music period so um, just growing in that way and different dancers that came before me um, yeah I just would say the biggest things would be never stop learning always appreciate and respect and have patience and Keep your passion growing for it. Those would be the biggest things that I would I would say I learned.
0: While I was having this conversation with Sarah Arnold, I thought I would love to be having tea with her in a beautiful English garden and talk dance and business all afternoon. And she shares how to have a successful teacher-student relationship.
1: So uh, when I work with a student, I want them to be open because they cannot be closed off to a way that could work for them they have to leave their ego aside. And I feel as a teacher I have to leave mine aside as well for this this interaction that is a, a coming together of two uh souls basically. What I feel I share with the students and what I love about it when we have those aha moments is it cross all the generations. You know, because we share this passion for dance, it doesn't mean if this was 1850 you could feel that way. If yes. I am 70, I could feel that way with a 10 year old. <laughs> because yes. you see, it's like don't—it's what do you call it um it's cross-generational but it's it's everywhere it's just exists this sense about dance and uh that's what the passion we share with the student is the most wonderful thing if they're closed off it means to me they have a preconceived idea you're not going to be sharing so that's over and then i expect them to be committed i expect them to be consistent i've kind of mentioned the lack of ego and a willingness to try things different than they might be used to in order to make progress, open to new ideas. And uh, something I've been developing for a few years is goal planning. And one of my most popular posts on my website, dexadentalartist.me, is one on how to improve without going to class. So it's got sort of, you know, a catchy title. Well, what does she mean by that? She's a ballet teacher. But what it is is planning out your goals outside of class. So that you can implement these in class and in your life so you can improve rather than just kind of going to class aimlessly and doing the same thing every day.
0: Kay Nicole Hagens is a beautiful example of humility, confidence, and poise. And I love what she shares about her experience in the audition process.
4: I think you can kind of get a lot from just looking at a person, you know, how they walk into the room, how did they you know, how they interact with other people? And I think just your personality is a big, big, not selling point, because it's not like you're trying to sell yourself based on how you act, but just how you interact with people. It's kind of gives you a sense of just how, how it will be to work with that person, you know? And I think that's more important than the dance skills, because sometimes, you know, there can be a lot of people who are very diva or very entitled or, you know, and you don't like, I don't like that feeling. I don't think other people like that feeling. So it's just kind of important, I think, to remain, Humble and open, and and personable and friendly. You know, to even the people that you're competing against. You know, for so many years, starting out in this business, when you would walk into auditions, you know, it's kind of scary at first because you don't really know people. You don't know. You know, you're kind of focused on the job or the task at hand. And but once you kind of you keep going to auditions over and over again, and you start to remember certain people. You know, remember the people around you that are auditioning with you, and it's kind of like you start to build a camaraderie with these people. And then it, it kind of changes the whole the whole vibe of an audition. You know, it's about being here together versus, you know, solo and by yourself and feeling alone. You know, it opens it up to the community in in the industry as well. And I think that's really important to stay in touch with people and, yeah, let them know that, hey, we're all in this together. You know, and uh, I think, you know, also with auditioning, it the mindset of just going in without expectation is a huge thing. I think it took me a long time to kind of grasp that. Just I think, you know, we're all in there, we're dreaming, we want the big jobs, you know, we want to be on stage with this person or that person or doing this or, but it's kind of like, you know, when you go in there, there's fun in that too, you know, and just showing up and just being there and just learning and being present and uh, not letting the outcome kind of dictate what happens,
0: Later that day. El Pizarro is constantly creating and trying new things, and he's not afraid to fail. He talks here about what helped propel his creative pursuits, as well as what he passes along when he's mentoring his students.
3: I think I owe a lot of my mentality towards work um, and even play to my mom, who kind of, to this day, who I think, I've, who's never really told me no. You know, she's always allowed me to do whatever I I wanted to do. And I I wasn't a bad kid or anything like that and I wasn't spoiled either. But she basically said that if there's something that you want to do and you can believe in, then you can do it. And I think that's probably why I'm not afraid to just try anything. Unless it doesn't kill me, you know, but like if I have an idea or a thought to just kinda just go for it and just go for what I believe in and all that. And I think that in my, my mentoring, I kind of like take that along with me and I kind of like share that with others, kind of help them to believe that they can do whatever it is they, they have in their mind as well. You know, so I think it kind of starts with that in general, just kind of believing yourself and, and just knowing that there isn't really anything that stops you, but you. I'd say that'd be my, maybe my first component. Staying positive obviously is another. And I also even look at negative things that happen as, as something that's supposed to challenge me. And I look at those things as kind of opportunities to find a solution. And I've always just kind of kept that with me as well. And so I just think like, you know, things do happen for a reason. That's something I really believe in. And so whenever I would be up against something, I just always knew that there was a point and purpose for that as well.
0: Marissa Hamamoto didn't give herself credit for the successful businesses that she had already started before her professional wheelchair dance company until she was asked, what three things would you advise a new entrepreneur to do? And here's what she said. Pursue your
5: passion and purpose. You definitely like, you know, whether it's dance or something else, you know, for a business to work, you have to be passionate about it. You have to be able to live and breathe it and be okay with, you know, um, working 25-8 at it to get going and being okay with the fact that maybe perhaps in the very beginning, you might not get a financial return. So that's number one, pursue your passion and purpose. Number two is finding the missing link. For me, you know, wheelchair dancing was underdeveloped, and I saw clearly what I could do with it. I knew that I had the background and the resources and the knowledge to contribute to the wheelchair dance world, if I should say, or to the dance world altogether. So I found that part that was missing from the community, from the industry. And that's why I think finding that missing link is what it's gonna, what's going to make your business stand out and what's going to also, I guess, serve a need in the community. Yeah, if there's a need, there's going to be a business, basically. Yes. And number three is literally just do it. I think one of, I think one of the things that I have learned is it's very easy to get caught up in the world of studying and training. There's so many business seminars and all kinds of stuff out there, and I think they're all great, but, like, you can be studying forever, but unless you take some action, nothing's going to happen.
0: If you wish to continue our conversation, I would love to have you and get to know you better in my private Facebook group, the Dancepreneuring Collective, and you can send me a direct message in Facebook, and I would love to add you and to get to know you better. If you found this podcast helpful or any of the other sessions helpful, I would really appreciate a rating, a review, and for you to subscribe on either Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, or Google Play. And that way I can continue improving it as well as get your name out on a future session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Until next time, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I look forward to spending time with you again. Thank you for listening. This has
1: been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at AnnetteBone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at AnnetteBone.com. This podcast copyright by AnnetteBone.com and Dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.